Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. In the Nishmas, Rosenbass, Ezra, and Nochachana. The Shabbos is Pashas Vayigash. Vayigash Yaakov, Vayigash Elav Yehuda. Where the brothers have returned once again to Mitzrayim. And they meet with Yosef. This week, Erev Shabbos, the Sarba Tevis, the tenth day of the month of Tevis. A Sarba Tevis can never come out on Shabbos. A Sarba Tevis. If it would come out on Shabbos, we would have to fast like we do on Yom Kippur. It's a very severe fast. It's when ultimately the gates were sieged, Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh was sieged. There's a Din Shaganarach, which is brought down more of a custom than a din, but kept almost as a din. Friday evening, Bishar Shishis, we're not allowed to make, we don't make Kiddush on red wine. The reason being because the mazel of that hour is mazel dumb, the mazel of blood. And therefore, we don't make a bracha on something that's on red, red liquid. brought down, Svarim, that if a child, a boy, is born on Friday night on the Shashishas, the child should be trained to grow up to be either a male or a Shaykhit, somebody that's involved with blood, so that anything that's inclined within his for blood should go out to Davash Dusha rather than Chashon, something worse. This Shabbos, this Friday, would be an exception. Although, preferably, we should have a mitiv in a timely manner, in a timely fashion, so that one can get home, one can make Yiddish not the Shoshishis. If it doesn't work out, one may make Yiddish on that hour. <coughs> one of the reasons simply being, we're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. Oh, and it's enough, the fact, that we already said, Shabbos. we already said, the psalm, which is said before, recited before the Mairev, at the end of Kabbalah Shabbos. And at that point, according to most opinions, you've already accepted the Shabbos. And definitely once you dive in Mairev, once you say Baruch Hu, you've already definitely accepted Shabbos. So you have gone into Shabbos already fasting. 
but that there shouldn't be an extra minute of fasting. There shouldn't be fasting for fasting reason. Here you're fasting because simply you can't eat middle of kid, you can't middle of davening. You can't just make kiddush in the middle of the chudran or the middle of chadedi. So therefore, kiddush is only made after. But even that, <laughs> famous story that Moshe Feinstein he came home once on a Friday night, <coughs> and there were guests, and immediately made kiddush. Everybody was looking. He didn't say Shalom Aleichem. He didn't say Eishes Chayil. All the other things he says before. He made Kiddush. He washed and it's challah. And they started eating the fish. And when they finished the fish course, he got up and he sang Shalom Aleichem, Eishes Chayil. People asked him, what happened? Did, did the Rav forget to sing Eishes Chayil, Shalom Aleichem? Why all of a sudden? And <laughs> he smiled and he said no. I looked at the guests, and I knew the guests were very, very hungry. I said, the Malachim will wait. The guests can't. So let me rather make Kiddush, let the guests start to eat, and then I'll greet the Malachim. But that's not part of the extending of a fast by saying Shalom Aleichem, or singing Shalom Aleichem traditionally, and Yisrael. It's not something we should speed through it like one would do on a Yom Tif. We say it at regular pace, although we are still fasting. And therefore, Kiddush can be made between 6 and 7 if that would be necessary. Generally, by on a fast day, we read the Torah by Shachras and by Mincha. We read the portion Vayichal Moshe after the breaking of the Luchas how Moshe stands in our stead and davens for our well-being. We do the same as well this week this on this occasion where it's Friday. However, one should see to it to dav mincha earlier so that one does not end up reading the Torah or Haftarah into Shabbos. Many people like to come to Mincha and Erev Shabbos, the last minute, Ben which is questionable to begin with, because after a woman benches Licht, the man is not supposed to have Mincha any longer. man should have Mincha before his wife benches Licht, because once a woman benches Licht, it is Shabbos fact that we take advantage of the concept of 18 minutes until Shkia I'm not going to say it's bogus I'm not going to say it's not substantiated, I'm not going to say it has no hands and feet it's definitely a halacha of the 18 minutes and if a woman didn't, wasn't able to light mamish by lechzen by the time that it's ascribed for lechzen. They have until the eighteen minutes to light, but it's a stretch. It's a stretch because you don't want to go into the benashmoshes. And since you know exactly when the eighteen minutes are, as if you know exactly where the sun is sitting at the time, it's best we don't play with it. It's best, of course, that a woman lights candles on time or 
Behudr even to give to light, to light before. There's a minig. The minig is a, a Indian. It's almost borderline minig. Agra Tanisa. Giving tzedakah mincha time on the day of the fast. So, not all women have mincha. They should give extra tzedakah before they light candles as much as that it is a fast day. There are many fast days, unfortunately, that people look for leniencies. A pregnant woman, a woman that just gave birth, a woman that could give birth, a woman that that has a cold, a woman that has to work, a woman that has to cook in the kitchen, all different attainum they look for. Asara Batavis is not one of those days. The 10th day of Davis are very, very stringent, as we said before. Would it come out on Shabbos, we would have to fast on Shabbos. One of the reasons the Shchidish Tevis is either one or two days is judging by what day of the week it is, whether or not a Salam Tevis to come out on Shabbos. For this year, for example, had there been two days of Shchidish, then instead of Aleph being Wednesday, it would have been Thursday. Then the then Salam Tevis would be Shabbos. So therefore, it's only one day in Shchidish, so the Salam Tevis on Friday. We may wash our hands, we may shower. The fast starts, you have to look at your clocks, your local clocks, by Elisa Shacha. Some break. That's not Netzachama. Elisa Shacha is a substantially ti- substantial amount of time before that. Um, give an idea. I guess in this zip code of Brooklyn, in this zip code of Brooklyn, it's approximately 520, 525. According to some, it's 548. So if one would get up at 5 o'clock and have a coffee, they would be safe. If one would brush the teeth, they would definitely be safe. However, this is a stipulation that has to be taken, there's a stipulation that needs to be taken out before one goes to sleep. If you keep Leil Shisha and you're up all night anyway, then you can just keep eating all night, it doesn't matter. But otherwise, if one goes to sleep and is going to get up early to eat or to drink something, they need to th- say so before they go to sleep. That I'm going to be getting up early to be able to partake of something so I should have an easier fast. It's Yachasid relatively a very short fast. It finishes approximately 10 after 5. Um, however, I would reckon that most shuls would finish Davani by 520, 525. So they say, might have is by 505, it's called Whether a woman should make Kiddush herself. It could happen. It could happen. It's not off the charts. However, it's not commendable. First of all, on an empty stomach, they shouldn't be drinking a cup of wine. 
but it's also not really covered a Shabbos. If it's a girls' dormitory and girls make Kiddush anyway for other girls, then it's obviously the same thing. If a woman makes a Kiddush for, the, for a bunch of girls, a bunch of women, so then it doesn't matter. But the 10-15 minute difference is not really going to make it or break it per se. Some people will, some people won't. Psychologically. It's all psychological. If the person feels... I mean, the fact is, once you mention it, you can go to sleep. You can go to sleep to the person while the man comes home from shul. So if you're sleeping anyway, what's the difference if you sleep if you're another five minutes until you eat or not? The morning... We say slichas. Itachnu, we say slichas. As we said before, we lean vayichal. For mincha, since it's erev Shabbos, the seder is regular erev Shabbos mincha, haydu pasgalio, ktedus, ashrei, vayihibin seya orein, after Chatzik Kaddish, we'll take out the Sefetera. We'll lay three, three Aliyahs, and the difference between the Aliyah, the Kriya of Shachris, the Kriya of Mincha, for Mincha the third Aliyah is Maftir. And the Maftir will say Haftera. Those who fast during Mincha, will say Anenu. Shmei Nesrei, Chazal Sashat, the Chazan will say it before Refeinu. And he will finish with a separate bracha in his Biratzen. In Chazal Sashat, the Chazan will also say Birchaz Kahanim, which is only said usually by Shachris, but it's said by a fast day Mincha. In the morning we would say Avinu Makeinu, in the afternoon we do not say Tachnun, by Mincha, and therefore we will not say Tachnu, we will not say Avinu Makeinu either. So after Shemnesa, the Chazan will say Kadesh Sholem, Tzkabel, and Aleinu. One may shower, regular full shower on Erev Shabbos, the Kovach Shabbos Kedesh. One does not have to deprive oneself from shampoo, or food. it's not like the nine days. And it's not Tishabov, of course, although it is a stringent fast, but you cannot affect, you cannot blemish the Hachon of the Shabbos. And since showering before Shabbos is Hachon of the Shabbos, preparation for Shabbos, one should do exactly what they always do. Again, brushing the teeth would not be permissible at that point. And we just simcha, and that this day should become a day of Yom Tif as well. And obviously, if it's so deep in Tzara, and so severe and so strong in Yanev Tainus, how much more so will be the Kedusha, how much more so will be the Simcha on this day as we Yehovka Yom Elu. The breaching, the breaking in of 
the walls of Yerushalayim. We've spoken before about Asana Batevis that Anshimaisa fast on 8th and 9th day of Tchestes also. And, and Yud as well. All three days. It's three days of fast in a row. We're not capable of that today, obviously, and therefore we only fast on Asana Batevis. The reason being that on the Chas was the day that the, 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 the Torah was translated into Greek, and that had its own. Therefore, Yud being though the time that this ultimately was the breach and the breakthrough and the beginning of this total destruction of Yerushalayim, Yehuda Yivone, and the Mashiach Tzidkenu Amen. Therefore, this day is a very, very stringent fast. It's a day of yearning, a day of Akash Baruch yearning, that his children obviously come back, that his children be regathered once again, brought back into Yerushalayim and HaKadosh. And we're reading this week, Pashas Vayigash. Sure. No, it's not. Okay. Shvat Teshvat is on a Friday. Vayigash and Ashtavis Vov Yeh Gimel Shvat. If Gimel Shvat ever comes out on a Friday, and they read it backwards, Shelly Godel Yeh Vikar. It'll be a very cold winter. But this year, the sixth day of Shvat is not on a Friday. The third day of Shvat is not on a Friday. Second of the day is. Basin and test. Um, so we see and feel a fast mourning and lamenting in Shalayim. It doesn't just affect us. It affects the Maila as well. It doesn't just reflect on us, it reflects on the Abish as well. So much so, that as we sit and mourn, and say, Oy my Yerushalayim, the Abish sits and mourns, Oh my children. And looks Taka to bring them back. Pashva Yigash, We see just that. We see the, uni- the re- reunion between Yaakov Avino and Yosef. There are many such times where people are separated from family, from friends, and they have a borderline estrangement between them although the expression in English is absence makes the heart grow fonder therefore one would imagine that if a person is away from somebody for such a long time they love them that much more when they return and they do and they do but 
But not being together on a daily basis, not talking together on a daily basis, not connecting every day, in the beginning is excruciatingly hard. Something that one cannot be, cannot bear being torn away from their loved ones, separated from their loved ones, not torn away necessarily, not hearing from them every day, not being able to talk to them every day, not being able to see them face to face every day. And then, when they reunite the emotions get welled up similarly we see the same we don't see the same we hear the same since Taylor's Lush and Hedon a lesson for us on a daily basis we see the same with Yaakov, Vino and Yasef. Yasef tells his father, tells the brothers, tell my father, I'm Yosef, I'm still alive, I'm ecstatic to hear that he's still alive, and come here immediately. Yeah, Yosef, you're the viceroy, you're the second in command, you're like the king of Egypt, you're a big mensch, a big yashmedan over here in, in Egypt. Who are you to command your father to come here immediately? It's audacious. It's chutzpah. Let us look at Yaakov's history. Yaakov runs away from Esau. He leaves his father's home. And he works by Lavan for 20 years. And there was no texts, no WhatsApp, no phone call, not even a telegram to his father. 20 years. Then he tardied, he didn't get right back home. It was another two years till he got home. So first of all, the anguish, the tsar, a cup, please, of the water. The Tsar. There's water at the end of the table. Give me a cup. The Tsar that his father had, not seeing him, not being with him, not learning with him on a daily basis. But his father knew where he was. His father knew he had to go. On top of that, though, on top of that he was a miss with a very big mitzvah the mitzvah honoring your father and mother he was not there to honor his mother and father for 20 plus years 
He missed out on his mitzvah for 20 plus years. Here is a case of what's called Midah Keneged Midah. Where he was repaid with the same thing that he did. The same way he did not honor his father. The same way he was separated from his father for 22 years. His favorite son the one that he had loved his beloved son was apart from him for 22 years Yosef sends a message to his father Tata kum shoin kum shnel come right now come quickly why? your 22 years are over you don't have to do another minute of this tshuva this has passed it's gone You've done it, you finished. Chalas. Don't tardy another moment. There's no reason another there's no reason for you us to be separated for even another minute. So therefore Yesav wasn't being a machutzif. He wasn't talking with with chutzpah, with audaciousness. He was telling his father very simply. It's over. Don't make another minute of it. Don't add another second to this pain. The Pasha Vayigash. It's called Vayigash. That's the name of the Pasha. And the Pasha begins, Vayigash Elav Yehuda. It's the first word of the Pasha. Sometimes it's the second word, sometimes it's the first word of the second part of the Pasuk. Eila Teldois Noyach. Pasha Noyach is the third word. Vayem Hashem Avram, Lech And you have, you have Pasha Yishtach, Yishtach Yakim Alachim Lefanov, Yitzhak Yakim Veshov Yedacharana, Vayihi Mikeitz Shnasayim, Vayihi Yakim. So you'll find Sukim Pashas that have the first word. And the Pasha, the name is named after the first word of the Pasha, and some have the second, third, or even the next Pasuk. But our Pasha is revealed with the word Vayigash, approaching. Pasha tells us many different things that happen. The setting up of Yehuda and Binyamin one across from another. The confession of Yosef to his brothers. Yaakov coming down to Mitzrayim, etc. But when we look deeply into all these happenings, we know and revealed one central thing. 
everybody approached. What is the word of Vigash? Vigash is the lashon of Pigisha. Meeting, coming together. The connection or connecting between one person and another. So much so that they unite as one. And on this very same connection, where it says, Paskin Tehillim. In Seif Isaiah it says, this was the bringing together of the world with another world. The world's being united in order that they should all become one. And we see it even more so in the Haftarah. As you know, the Haftarah is always similar to the Parsha. The Haftarah talks about the connection, the meeting between Yehuda and Yosef. As it will be lost love in the future. This will unite the Jewish nation, the kingdom of Yehuda to the kingdom of Yosef. And it's brought down in the Pasuk, Kach Lucha Eitz Echod V'Kosov Olav Yehuda, V'Lokach Eitz Echod V'Kosov Olav Yosef. Take one branch, right on it Yehuda, and one right Yosef. And they should be one in your hand. And after it actually finishes, Ve'asisi Eisam L'Gay Echod, U'Melech Echod Yeh L'Kulam. And make them all one nation, and there'll be one king ruling over all. We know factually that this is the concept of a Yigash. To bring unity in a place where there is separation. And this is what the entire Pasha deals with. The Mesidus Nefesh, the self, the abnegation that Yudha has for Binyamin. The unity between the Shvatim, Shifta Yudke. In the past, there were always differences of opinions. Here, they all united. Yosef confesses to his brothers. This unites them once again. All twelve of them now are united together. What is this unity all about? This unity is based and is driven by the unity that will bring about the ultimate unity of peace and tranquility amongst each and every one of us in the days of Mashiach. The continuation of the parsha itself, Yaakov coming down to Mitzrayim, settling B'nai Yisrael in Mitzrayim, is in order to bring the actus of Elikus of godliness, Dafka in a place 
where there was a very, very, very scarce amount of Kedusha. Mitzrayim is referred to as Erva Sa'oretz. As the Chazal explained to us, that means Mikul Kolim Shibumes. They were the worst of all the nations. And all the different idol worshipping that ruled this country. And Yaakov and his children came down, Dafket, to the lowest of low, in order to bring about the Achtas, the unity of God, of godliness. And therefore, Parashva Yigash teaches us that Achtas, unity, is the foundation of everything. This is the beginning of service to God. Like the famous custom that the Rebbe brings down, according to Nusra Rizal, to say in the beginning of davening, I accept upon myself the mitzvah to love my fellow Jew as myself. And this is the Tachas HaVeda that's brought about for the creation through Achtas. And especially in today's days, the last days of our Golas, we need to emphasize and to stress the concept of Achtas and to bring together between one Jew and another, between Yisachar who's sitting and learning and Zvulun who's out there working, to the Achtas of the entire world in the Malch, in the Mluchas Hashem. And this is again, as we say in the Aftena, the unity between Yosef and Yehuda. Although this is talking about in the time of the Gula, as we said, but when we look deeper into it, the Chayyid comes out. Chayyid explains that the not the Parsha and the Aftena are in sync, but rather they're contradictory. Pashas Vayigash, Yehuda comes to Yosef. Yosef was the ruler. And Yehuda is coming to, as a servant to him. Whereas in Aftera, it tells us that Yehuda has the upper hand and the rule over Yosef calling him Avdi David HaMelech HaMashiach my servant David the King Mashiach which comes out from Yehuda this king will be Malach Aleihem will rule over them talking about Yosef as well and there will be one Nasi as we said to all This is an out looking on the outside looking in. But when we look into the depth of this, in our parsha, it comes as well that Yehuda has an upper hand on Yosef. When Yehuda approaches Yosef, he approaches to begin with very, very calmly. No, I'm sorry, not calmly. He approaches like a lion. He stomps his foot and it says, Pisim and Amsis fell in. Two cities collapsed 
from the way as hard as Yehuda stomped his foot, literally causing earthquakes in, in, in Egypt. Yehuda was so upset with Yosef and was so dead fast, head, headstrong, prepared to go to battle with Yosef. The Chazal tell us that the hair on his chest stood up and tore through his garments. To show Yosef the strength that he was involved with here. But Yosef at the time was the Mishnah Malach, the, the vice king. And as Pari said, No one could lift a hand or a foot in Egypt without him. And Yehuda wasn't uh, very impressed. He was going to show how strong he was. He was showing he's not impressed with Yosef's royalty. And he came forth, although he appreciated and he didn't exactly respect it per se, but he knew that this was royalty. But he came forward like a lion. It's a wonderful thing to read the Medrash. Because the Medrash tells us that Yasef didn't flinch. Although Yehuda came strong. He was showing the path that they ultimately have to go down to Mitzrayim. And they wanted to be here without Mitzrayim ruling them. Just the opposite. There, in Egypt, they would become a great godl, a great nation. So the question becomes, of course, and begs to ask, why did we have to come on to the presentation, the strong presentation of Yehuda, why was it not enough to just live in the Kayach of Yosef? Yosef too was a child of Yaakov. And he at this point was a Shalat al He was ruling the world, ruling the land. Yehuda and Yosef show the two tracts with which a Jew serves and finds himself in the world. Yosef is the completion where a person in the world, in the worldly world, in the world of nature, and everything in the natural order, lives and exists. And yet within that, he is Mishnah Melech, he is second to the king. Whereas Yehuda comes to a much higher source, a much higher point of with a much higher realm of a, of a Jew, and he's above all these different physical, mundane, natural things. So much so that he literally can change the Chaka Medina. He changes the rules. 
the king is the king, but I'm going to walk up the steps that I want to walk up to, and I'm going to bang my foot, and I'm going to make a ruckus here. Just for the record, on the natural world that Yehuda was in, when Yehuda exhibited this tremendous strength, it says that Yosef summoned Menashe and Ephraim and said, teach him a pizza. And they sent Yehuda flying. They were also children of Yaakov and they had the same strength. Yehuda then re- recalculates, as we say, and he says to him, don't, don't be angry. Please. First he came with Vayigash, banging and stomping. And then he starts to talk politically. And we've explained this many times. The Rebbe explains us to Dveishreitman. If Chasson, someone slams the hand in the door, they don't negotiate with the hand. They don't tell the hand, you have a problem. You are now bent out of place. Your hand is in tremendous excruciating pain. And then after talking to the hand and everything else, starts screaming and yelling, Ow! First things first, the person screams, Ouch! When it hurts, you scream. And you heard that he was hurting for his brother. Yehuda here was hurting for Klal Yisrael. Yehuda here was hurting for the existence of what was going to happen and bring coming down to Erevas Haaretz. And therefore his first approach, original approach, although he was a king as well and he understood very well what politics was, the original approach was to scream and to cry. When it hurts we cry. We scream out. We cry out. as does and as did when Yosef meets his father he too cries as the gap has now been closed as now they are once again together and the same as well between us peers, friends, relatives people that we feel connected to and we suddenly sever that connection. We need to see to it that we repair that, and we, we fix it, and that we unite, and that we join one with the other. The Kayach of Yehuda, the Elyonis of a Jew, the highest levels of a Jew, above all the restraints of the worldly restraints, worldly and natural restraints. This brings about Geula Amitiz Vashlema. And therefore Mashiach, which is from Zera Yehuda, has a Metzias in the world, has a, has a place in the world. It's in order to make fitting, befitting the want of Akash Baruch Hu. And even to turn around all the nations of the world, Likrei Kulam B'Shem Avaya, Lo'ov Deshechem Echod that they all call out in the name of God and serve in this one word fashion. Yehudah gives kayak to each and every Jew as well. 
that even in the Tkufa of Golos, even in this time of Golos, as we stand, Kifas, we stand strong with all the Inyanim of Yadus of Yiddishkeit, in a way that a Jew is about a boss on the Metzius of the world, and he brings it about so, in such a way, that the world itself helps every Jew and everything that world, the world exists in. And as we see now, the unity that's going on in Israel, the unity that's going on Jews worldwide, I'm going to take it there and say this anyway. 25 years ago, we met a couple. He's American, she's Israeli. And let's just call, say that they had a liberal approach to life. She was not over the moon with the Dosim, with the religious Jews. She felt that you had to coexist. She is one of the free flowers. We have to coexist with the other people, the other world, everything else. We have to understand the oppression the Arabs go through, etc. Unfortunately, it took this Shemina Tzedes from Kostera to teach her to teach her so much so that I got today her interview of Fox News an interview she did with Israeli radio Israeli TV in front of her store she posted on the beams outside all the, all the hostages Science, kidnapped, etc. And Baruch Hashem, it's in a very good location, and there's protests constantly going up and down the block there. And they're constantly trying to tear it down, and they're constantly trying to start a riot in front of the store. They try to light an Israeli flag on fire. It's, it's horrific what's going on over there. She stood outside the store, cursing them and stopping them, telling them how, etc., etc. And she now sits and talks about how you didn't have to be proud, how we have to stand up to anti-Semitism. This is not just about freeing a nation, a Palestinian nation, making a two-nation, or whatever you want to call it. But this is downright anti-Semitism. This is hatred towards the Jews. And she is a proud Jewess. Is ready to stand up against this. 25 years later. Al-Khimeh took this to teach her to get her where she is. But Baruch Hashem, she understands very well. She's not one of those Yidin that are taking off the mezuzah from the door because she's scared what they're going to say and they know the Jews here. She's proud and she's out, out loud, crying out loud how she is proud to be a Jew, proud to be amongst the Jewish nation, which tells us of the actus that is coming about now, the koyach that Yehuda gives to each and every Jew, that standing in this gullus, 
no matter what level of Judaism they're at. The Jew is a balabos on his metzius of the world. And it brings it about that the world itself helps the Jew in everything that needs. And this now, therefore, this goal is a preparation for the Gula, in which will come about, as we say at the end of the Tehidah, David, Avdi, Nasi, Lahem, Lailam, and we'll have Gula, Mitz, Vashtem, Aydem, Ashiach, Kenu, Mehrev, Yemenu, Omen, Mamish, this tonight. And that everyone will be freed, and all our children will come back safe from battle. There'll be nobody wounded physically, mentally, spiritually. And spiritually, it's an incredible, incredible, incredible insurgence of spirituality. The Yidin are literally, no matter what the soldier felt before this war took place, they're wearing tzitzis, putting on tefillin, they're davening with minyanim, they're leaning from the tater. It's, it's mind-boggling. But it's so, so strong. And before they go out to any kind of battles, the world of WhatsApp is amazing in some, in some effects. And so today, how you have hundreds of soldiers in a auditorium or whatever it is being briefed they're all standing afterwards they're all singing Ani Mamen together Ani Mamen Bemuna Shleima Beviyas HaMashiach this is what they're singing and it doesn't matter Yamaka on the head not a Yamaka on the head they're all arm in arm singing Ani Mamen I believe with complete faith HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Yaakov Avinu and Yaakov and he tells him it's time to go down to Mitzrayim to see Yosef and to be down in Mitzrayim. And Yaakov hesitates. There's two things. He's hesitating going down to Erev to be exposing his children to this decadent land. And even more so, he doesn't want to leave the Holy Land of Israel. Can't blame him. And therefore, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to guarantee him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to tell him Baruch literally has to tell him, Altira Merda Mitzrayma. Do not fear to go down to Mitzrayim. He reaches to Beersheva. Akash Baruch reveals himself to him and tells him, Altira Merda Mitzrayma. Because I'm going to make you a great nation there. And the question begs to ask. Why did Akash Baruch wait till he got to Be'er Sheva when he left there as Canaan? This is already well into the journey. He already proved that he's not scared of going down to Mitzrayim. He's on his way. Rashi explains 
because as I said before, he was hesitant to leave Eretz Yisrael. Going to Rashi, Yaakov was not fi- was not frightened going down to Mitzrayim, but he was pained and anxious over leaving Eretz Yisrael. This is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives him strength with. Yaakov, you know, going down to Mitzrayim, he knew Yosef was ruling there. Chavaretz Nifrod. Chalutin, and he was going down to Asgashin, where they got Lentera. So he wasn't worried about the negative effect of Mitzrayim on his children. So he went out with Betochen the Munah. But when he reached Be'er Sheva, he was at the Gavul of Eretz Yisrael, he was at the border, looking about, looking to the right and to the left, and seeing that he's about to leave Chasashol of Eretz Yisrael. He got a terrible pang. So Yaakov, you know, already was tested going out of Mitzrayim, going to Mitzrayim. Sorry, with going out of Mitzrayim. He did already 20 years in the Choron. But now, he felt that pang of leaving Mitzrayim. Shivim Nafesh, with the 70 souls that he was going down. The beginning of the creation of the Jewish nation. The place where everybody was starting to grow. The promised land, that is his soul. So now he hesitated. To this, Akash Baruch tells him, Tira Merdem Mitzrayimah. For a great nation, I'll make you there. Hakadosh Baruch Hu guarantees him that Davka Mitzrayim, he will build up Am Yisrael to a great to a great nation. Davka through going down to Mitzrayim, the Jews will grow to a greater power than they would be doing in Eretz Yisrael. However, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, not tell Yaakov Altitzdayer. He did not say don't be pained, but he tells him don't fear. He takes away from Yaakov the fear and the suspicion of what would happen of his children being exposed. But he can't take away the pain of leaving as his soul. They're going down to Golos. He cannot take away. The opposite. This pain and pang remains by every Jew. Wherever they are, what he's always feel the pang of Golis that we are out of our holy land and this is a lesson to each and every Jew throughout every era and epic, epic, an episode of Golis from one side you don't have fear we don't have to be frightened of the Golis if HaKadosh Baruch was sent us to Golis it's definitely a reason for it a way to strengthen us, to make us overcome all our tests, our trials, our tribulations. Dafka through strengthening what we're going through in Golas, can Jew reach, can the Jewish nation, Jewish nation reach and achieve to the completion of the ultimate level of greatness. With all this said, one needs to 
still feel the pain of being in Golis. Chas v'sholem for a Jew to become comfortable and complacent out here in this part of Golis. One always needs to feel the yearn and the burn. As it says, that we're like children that are, are exiled from the table of our father. And a Jew needs to call out and cry out, Ad Mosai. Till when will this go on? And Dafka, the pain of this Golas, and the yearning which we call out for Geula, this speeds up the coming of Mashiach Tzikenu, the Geula in our time, this very evening, and we'll go again, and we'll be David Malka Meshicha, Malach Aleim, for the entire Jewish nation, Kulam Biyachad, and we'll all be together and all call out Shechem Echod, and all the nations will call out and recognize the greatness of Akadosh Baruch Hu, and the greatness of Eretz Yisrael, as the Beis Hamikdash Ashlishi will once again sit in Yerushalayim Yerakedish this very evening. Good Shabbos to all.